Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. Nelson Mandela Bay has a new executive mayor. Following a recent vote of no confidence that saw Councillor Ratif Udendal removed from the post, Councillor Gary van Niekerk of the Northern Alliance is now in the chair. And he joins us today on Behind the Herald Headlines. Executive Mayor, thanks for joining. How have the first couple of days in the hot seat been for you? Good morning, Darren. Um, it's been a rush. It's, uh, I've been running ever since uh, Friday evening, uh, right up until now. And yes, um, I'm, I'm enjoying it very much. Um, the, I heard someone say once that uh, helping someone else is the most selfish thing you can, you can do because of the self-gratitude, the, the, the joy you get from it. So I really enjoy uh, doing what I'm doing right now. Executive Mayor, could I take you back to the start, or could you take us back to the start, rather? I notice in the press that your coalition partners, the ANC, have gone on record as saying that the motion of no confidence that removed Councillor Ratif Urndal was carefully planned and executed. Could you talk us through that process? Please take us back. How long ago did the planning start? Who got the ball rolling? And what was the catalyst for the action? Let me tell you the, the story from an in a uh, Northern Alliance uh, perspective. I'm the president of the Northern Alliance. Um, when we broke away from the, the ANC coalition in September, I think it was, you'll recall that the DA held a press conference and they didn't have enough numbers um, to change government. Now, the reason why they didn't have enough uh, numbers, uh, Darren, is that uh, the DA uh, got Helen Zeller in and immediately... Uh, Helen said um, she won't work with this party, she won't work with that party, and uh, the DA wants both mayor and speaker. We then said, no, there's no way that uh, in a coalition that the um, the DA can have both both uh, seats of mayor and speaker, um, in any coalition for that matter. So um, we immediately said we're out, and they were stuck on, I think, 56 or 57. 56, I think, 56 is the correct number. And then uh, we were on the outside. Eventually, we came on board and uh, we were offered uh, speaker and human settlements. But that would only take us to 59. Um, we then said, look, um, we need to make this coalition work. Um, I then spoke to DOP and I spoke to Good. And uh, on, based on that conversation, I, uh, it was agreed that Good will then get safe, keep safety and security. And we... Um, in the meantime, will sacrifice human settlements. And they um, that will go to DOP. And that's how we got to the 62. It's important we have this background, uh, Darren. And then after that, um, month after month, we kept on asking where is our service delivery directory that we asked for because the DA had most of the service delivery directorates. And we kept on asking, kept on asking, and what happened was, um, our, you, it's common knowledge that our constituency as the Northern Alliance is the Northern Areas. And uh, we were getting serious flack from people inside our party and on social media and print media to say that uh, we are not delivering on our promise, our election promise, that we will be delivering services in the Northern Areas. And uh, nothing happened up until January, February, March. We were still begging. I then finally um, got fed up. I got the instruction from my from my FEC to say that this thing is killing us. Um, the DA is playing politics with us. They want to ensure that um, as a party that uh, we are dead in our constituency. Look, it's no secret that uh, the DA stronghold, uh, uh, main stronghold, other than the Western suburbs, is the 
northern suburbs, uh, the northern areas. Um, I think there's about thir- there's 13 uh, wards in the northern areas, and every ward councillor, every ward uh, is a DA ward. And uh, it's also common knowledge that our three seats that we got was mainly from the DA voters. So the DA wanted that back desperately. And uh, because they were trying to kill us in the... They were using... I use the word kill so uh, loosely. But they were trying to make sure that we were not effective in the in the northern areas. Uh, we said, nope, this is not working for us anymore. And I was given the instruction um, to to engage with the, with the ANC from, from my FEC. Um, while I was still talking to uh, very low-ranking uh, officials, we suddenly heard the PA pronounce that I should be mayor. Um, I can't remember that exact date, but it's somewhere in March. And that really got the ball rolling. And that's when everybody started panicking. And it was only up until last week, Darren, last Wednesday, that the, the DA came back with a firm uh, proposal to say that we're willing to give you uh, this and that uh, directorate. And it was too late. That was way too late. And uh, you know how we've been in and out of court, the things that's been said, uh, not only by the DA, and funny enough, good we ensured was part of this coalition, uh, the, sorry, not this coalition, the DA coalition. They were bad-mouthing me in the media all over. I kept quiet. Um, I kept quiet up until Friday, but um, now I feel now is the right time to talk about it. But that is basically how the whole thing went, uh, went down there. Executive Mayor, how, how secure do you feel in the post when your tenure is reliant on exactly the kind of large alliance that's proven flaky before? Residents' faith, I'm sure you know, in coalitions has been shaken in the city. How can they have faith in a municipality that jumps around so often? Every how many months we get a new mayor and administration, major positions are bargained for votes. Shouldn't we be afforded some sort of stability? Um, no, you're 100%, 100% correct with your last statement that the uh, the citizens of this metro definitely deserves uh, stability. But let me answer the question from the two different perspectives. You you asked how secure am I, and then the stability side, on, and, and, and how people must have belief in this uh, municipality. Darren, first of all, I should uh, tell you that I'm not married to this position of mayor. I was never married to the position of speaker. We are here to deliver services. I always say that I'm married to service delivery. That is how um, I shot to prominence. Um, I, I, if I could tell you my story quickly, um, I started getting involved in service delivery three, four years ago when three, uh, four boys were shot in, in Poison's Park. Yes. Ages of 18, 12, and 16, uh, they were shot execution style. And, I, and I, I had a son. My son then was eight years old. And I asked myself, how is it that we are able to kill uh, why are we so callous? It was a um, terrible story, I recall. Yes, you recall that story, yes. And when I read that story, my son was sick on that day. Um, and I had to look after him at home. And I looked at my son and I, my, I was totally broken that whole entire day. I couldn't understand how, what would make you shoot an eight-year-old um, execution style. Then I thought, is it because um, we're living in a pigsty that we treat each other the way we do? And... Uh, I asked the question the entire day. I actually cried for most of that day. And after four or five hours of crying and doing some introspection, um, I've, I'm not going to say it's God that spoke to me, but that there was some kind of something that just awakened in, inside of me. And then I asked, why can't you be that person? Because uh, I said, somebody must, must do something about this. So I asked myself, why can't it be you, Gary, that does something? So 
that is what I am there. And then I became, uh, I, I said, my, my, my dream was, or my thing that I said was, I'm going to deliver services. I'm going to make sure I'm going to clean up the city. I'm going to do the work of all 13 work councillors in the northern areas. And that's how I started gaining traction. I, I did water leaks. I did, I did water leaks, bottles, all these service delivery things. Um, and then more people came on board. I got people, three, four, five guys uh, who were unemployed. I said, let's do something. We don't know where this is going to. There's no remuneration. We're just going to do this. And that's how people started believing in me. That's how I became believable. And that is what, what, what led to the 60,000 members on our Facebook page. It was somehow deleted by someone. I'm not going to make any kind of allegations. And they, after that, on that 60,000 group, somebody said, Gary, why don't you start something that's from the northern areas for the northern areas? And uh, that's how the political party started. So me being stable in this position of mayor, I don't mind being, my dream was always just to be a ward councillor. That was my dream. And uh, yeah, I am um, mayor. Um, I'd love to be mayor uh, for the city. I know I can do a job. I know it excites me. I know my work ethic. I know it's about sacrifice. But unfortunately, we have this thing called uh, coalition politics and uh, anything can change. You're correct. Um, but I'm going to take it one day at a time and I'm going to work hard every day. Um, you, 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 you can't have a perfect life, uh, plan a perfect life. Rather just do something perfect or have one perfect day. Um, and that is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm all about, Darren. In terms of the, how the, how the, the citizens of this metro, they deserve, um, some kind of stability. I agree with you 100%. And it's only, um, someone like myself, not only me, but it's only by, by getting the team around me to believe in this philosophy that the people actually deserve better. And that is why yesterday in council, when I made that speech of change is going to come and a change has to come there and our people cannot live the way they live. I'm, I'm prepared to take people who are critical of myself. When I say that uh, we are pro-poor, we are pro-northern areas, we are pro-township, if they can see in what squalor we live on this side of the world, I visit the western suburbs often enough to see that it's, we, we really are a tale of two cities. We, 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 we it's, 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 it's chalk and cheese. And people say, yeah, what about the Western suburbs? What about the West? Of course, I'm going to be there for the people of the Western suburbs. The, the Western suburbs just needs to be maintained. But if you come to the uh, townships and the northern areas, uh, it's totally broken. We're living in a, in a war zone there. We love, people are dying daily from the 1st of January till last week. I'm going to keep on this mantra that 100 young men were killed in gang-related deaths um, in, the, in, the, in the last five months. That's 20 a month. It doesn't get reported anywhere anymore because it's just another story. It's the norm. It's not newsworthy anymore. And our target, um, you know that the Northern Alliance has a directorate um, represented by MMC uh, uh, Stag Mitchell. Our target is that there should be zero killings, gang-related killings in uh, the townships and and um, the northern areas. MMC uh, Basikamana, his uh, nephew, was gunned down yesterday. Uh, I hope I'm not being inappropriate to mention it on this podcast. Um, but they, that's how close this thing comes. Um, the lady that cuts my hair, her son was gunned down um, uh, uh, three, four weeks ago. She's now disappeared off the face of the earth. Two guys walked into their house, Darren, walked into the room where the boy was sleeping. He's 23, let me say young gentleman, 
20, he was 22, 23 years old. I remember they, they emptied a magazine, not into his body, into his face. They shot his face away. Awful. Awful. That, that's the reality we live there. And I, I don't mind taking this criticism from the people, but the people must understand where it is that I am coming from. What is my passion? What drives me? And that is why right now I'm on my way to um, a, to a clinic, not a clinic, the, the Jose Pearson uh, Hospital in, 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 in Mission Road in Ward 40. I want to get there. I'm trying to get there because there's a new pilot project that's being run um, to make our, our assets safe. This, the hospital is being installing cameras and all kinds of security systems because everything is being vandalized. You know that the reason why people are vandalizing is because of the drugs that's being stolen. People need to steal something and they're willing to steal anything to go and sell at these scrapyards. And I, I need to touch on that issue as well. But let me, let, let me stay here with the safety and security issue about um, our, our hospitals and our assets being vandalized. We're now busy with the project. I hope it's going to be covered by the media as well to show that we're doing something to make sure that um, we're able to, to at least our hospitals and, and, and clinics are spared. But these um, scrapyards, we've never had so many scrapyards in the townships and in the northern areas. And that is coupled with we've never had so much vandalism in our, in our townships and our northern areas. There's a direct link between the two. And I'm going to write to province, I'm going to write to national that this thing of scrapyards, they can, I know scrap, in order to have the city clean, to get rid of the scrap, you, you need a, a scrapyard. We used to have one, it's called Chicks, for the reclamation group down um, in Deal Party. Mm. I worked at the, at, at, the, at the scrapyard as an accountant way back. But a town beyond every corner, I'll take you on a tour through the northern areas, uh, Darren, and I'll show you, here's a scrapyard, here's a scrapyard. Why are there so many scrapyards? Because the people are selling stolen property, stolen municipal property, yeah. um, in order to feed their drug habit. Executive Mayor, you've now appointed your mayoral committee. It's time to get to work. First items on your to-do list? Like I said, uh, I'm not going to harp on it. The crime issue is number one. Two is uh, the electricity uh, issue. Um, I was taken to task yesterday in council regarding the electricity about the uh, the load shedding, are we going to mitigate uh, load shedding? Um, unfortunately, I couldn't talk to, to, to that yesterday. Um, uh, uh, Councillor uh, Lance Grootboom mentioned that I'm going to see somebody on Monday. Unfortunately, I couldn't see the person on Monday, but I did see the person on Tuesday. Um, and yesterday was Wednesday. And all I can say is watch the space. We have, a, we have a solution. We know it can work. We need people to buy into this philosophy. And everything we do, Darren, we need the community to buy into it, to, to take us by the hand and help us cleaning up the city, make cleaning the city. Uh, the city used to win awards a, a few years ago. Um, the, the previous regime was talking about it by doing nothing about it. Um, the, uh, yesterday in our MACO uh, meet and greet, the, the, the MMC for public health was at pains to say how we went to the mayor over and over to say that the budget for cleaning the city, where is the budget for cleaning the city? And that is why we didn't um, approve the budget yesterday. We need to adjust the budget so that the, uh, the budget can speak to these kind of things. Our city needs to be a cleaner, we need a cleaner city and we need a safer city. And in the end, I think we'll be back to where we want to be and that is a friendly city. 
You touch on an interesting point, Executive Mayor. A lot of people tend to wonder about the, the bigger issues that need tackling. But your attitude, the attitude of your administration with regard to the enforcement of, of bylaws, you've mentioned uh, illegal dumping and littering. Yes. Keeping of animals also comes to mind. We have Metro Police that are mandated to enforce bylaws, yes. but are often not fully equipped. And in some cases, they don't actually have full knowledge of the actual bylaw that they need I'm to fine. enforce. Dog control has no vehicles. Fine books or adequate staff are missing. Uh, where should stock be taken if by stock control if the livestock is actually um, confiscated from suburbia and business roads. These sort of questions, bylaws, in addition to the, the bigger issues, need to be addressed. Your attitude to that? Darren, how can I disagree with you? You are on point. Everything you said above, on point. And that is what we need. Some people say, no, those are, the, those are pity things. Animals, bylaws, and all of that. No, that's the reason why it looks the way it looks. It's the reason it comes back to my original story, Darren. Um, about the boys being killed. Is it because we're not worried about these things? Are um, our metropolis officers properly trained for this, these kind of things? Like I said, um, fortunately, uh, in this case, the Northern Alliance has the uh, Directorate of Safety and Security. I've been begging the previous MMC of Safety and Se uh, uh, Security, when are you doing something in the directorate? You're always busy in other directorates, criticizing other directorates. The people are dying. He's the one that complains to the mayor, people are dying. That's all he says. But there's no solutions. We're coming with solutions. You're going to see um, what's going to happen. Um, we, we'll do a presentation on on Wednesday. Um, I, I don't know if I, if I mentioned it already. Uh, next Wednesday, we'll be presenting our 100-day plan. Uh, yesterday, I was criticizing council for not having a plan. How can I uh, announce my, uh, my mayoral committee on Tuesday, Wednesday's council meeting, and here's my 100-day plan and my... Um, my MMC is only here in council. This is the plan, and this is what you're going to execute. On this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we will be together in City Hall. We will be putting a plan together that will be addressing the issues. Like like you said, safety and security needs to look at these bylaws, need to look at the metropolis, need to um, create relationships with SAPs, uh, with uh, the, the traffic department, all of those things. The city is broken, but that is now not the mantra that I'm going to have. Uh, like the previous executive mayor did, where he said it's a broken administration, broken administration. Yes, we know the city is the city has a broken administration. What's the solutions? Bring in the experts. What has been done? What's been successful in the last six months? What is the where are the bottlenecks? We all know about supply chain uh, management. We we know there's a problem in 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 that area. We need to speak to the CFO of the uh, municipality. He must tell us, and if he doesn't want to tell us, we'll get external people in. We've got no internal audit at the moment. Let's get those things done. We need to call them in. I need. I know I need to be in the streets every day um, checking out um, where the, the, the service delivery uh, issues are and preventing service delivery protests. By the way, we just. I, I just told them yesterday we need to have a, a, a new thing going. We, because while, we, while I was on my way to council, we need to uh, have something where we, we know about where service delivery protests are going to happen. So, for example, the petition system, Darren, if I may, the petition system is uh, it's such an old, outdated uh, way that we are receiving petitions. Uh, people still have to go and go door to door and uh, um, get people to uh, write their names on the petitions and all that. Why can't we accept electronic petitions? So, here it goes. So, 
we all know in all the areas you have uh, WhatsApp groups, uh, crime groups, whatever you call it. I get screenshots of it all the time. And what you do is you create a petition. Let's say there's a pothole, a massive pothole in your area or the, or the streets are dark. And that's a petition that you in your area want to have. And um, create a, an electronic petition. And from there, what that petition must do, and it must be on our municipal uh, website or the, on our municipal app. Once that uh, thing reaches 300 um, signatures or 500, whatever the amount is, uh, Darren, we get notified of that 300 people or 500, 1,000 people signed the petition. There's a problem here in this area, be it in the western suburbs, be it in northern areas, be it in the in the in in the in the townships. We then get alerted and we go there. We want we still want people to engage with their ward councillors. Yes, we agree with that. People must engage. That's what the ward councillors are there for. But what happens currently is that people are complaining. The ward councillor doesn't listen. He doesn't come out. The ward councillor comes and tells us we're scared to go out to the community. Their, their lives are threatened. The people are threatening to bomb their houses, their offices. And it's happened in the past. Yes, it has happened in the past. But this system, if we can have something going like that, we can prevent uh, service delivery protests as well in our city and prevent damage to our infrastructure, our roads and so forth. You know what a, a, a service delivery uh, protest looks like. Sure. M Mayor Gary, I'd like to ask a bit of a selfish question, if I may. You may. Recently, there has been some controversy surrounding the performance in Nelson Mandela Bay by a circus which included live animal acts. Do you have a personal position on that? And what could we anticipate from your administration? on hosting something like this in the future? Um, Darren, if you ask my family what I do, if I sit on uh, and watch TV, there's two things I do. I either watch a sport or three things. Like it's news, sport, and uh, wildlife channels. I love watching animals and how they behave and um, comparing them to ourselves. <laughs> um, but um, let's let's take the example of the Oceanarium, Darren. I was a little uh, boy in sub A, sub B primary school, and we used to go to the Oceanarium. And I, I can I, I I get nostalgic when I think about it. And as a young boy, my parents also took me to the circus, and it it's it's still edged in my memory. And I don't know, Darren. I don't know if there is as and I know as a mayor, you're not supposed to say you don't know. Um, it's the way else do our kids see the, see these animals? That's one. Two is we 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 our kids can't afford to go to Shamwari or to the Edo uh, Elephant Park or all these things. Is it that does the circus serve that purpose? And and now from an animal rights point of view, let's look at it both ways. There is it right for a lion, a tiger, to be caged in a six by two uh, cage? That animal is supposed to roam. Uh, the fields. So I don't know. I I I, I don't know, Darren. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I, I I can't give an answer on that one. Would you be open to uh, persuasion? <laughs> to be persuaded to allow the circus? Uh, uh, well, would you be open to persuasion um, against the use? Of the the circus is fine from my point of view, but the inclusion of live animals that have been taught through. Uh, uh, definitely, like I said, to watch these animals on TV, how they roam, uh, roam the fields and how the territory gets demarcated, how they, how they have the hab how they have to live in that habitat and how we have to take care of the habitat. Uh, I, I'm, I think um, if you have to really push me for an answer, Darren, I said I'm 67%, 67% 
um, against uh, animals uh, taking part in these circuses. We'll, we'll take that for now. If I might change topic, some people have wondered whether disciplinary investigations instituted against municipal officials by the previous administration run their course now that there is a new administration, or are they terminated? No, they must continue, that. They must. Um, that's the other big thing in our municipality. There's no consequence management. And that's the reason why we the, the, the municipality is in a state in it, that it is. Um, there, are, there are some officials who are rotten to the core. And if they are rotten to the core, who suffers as a citizens of this metro? So no, those things must run at schools there and it must, must, must. There's no, there's no getting away from that. Mayor, you mentioned the 100-day plan, which is coming up in council next Wednesday. I wonder, what would you like your administration to be judged on? And when do you think it would be fair and reasonable for residents to make that judgment? After 100 days. Um, but Darren, the... If I, if I may, if I may do this, sure. I saw a very bad accident now. Um, the this hundred day uh, uh, plan that each and every administration brings, do we ever uh, hold people to account? I was involved in the previous hundred day plan. I sat there with the previous mayor, and uh, all kinds of plans were uh, announced by each directorate, each uh, MMC, and guess what? It was nobody ever reported back on uh, whether they were able to do what they promised in the hundred days. Um, my thing, my mantra, my other mantra is accountability. So, how do you ensure that the hundred day uh, plan actually gets executed? You break it down. So, after thirty days, thirty three days, we come back and we and and I give a mini breakdown to say where are we in terms of this uh, this hundred day plan. We can't get to uh, day 99 and say, ooh, we forgot about this thing, and uh, it, it falls flat. People must hold us accountable. This, the, the, the media must hold us accountable, and the media needs to report fairly on these things and accurately. I really don't mind um, being scrutinized and being held to account, and I'm telling my MMCs as well on a daily basis, let's hold each other accountable at all times, the opposition are going to tear us apart if we promise things and we don't deliver on it. So, yes, this 100-day plan, judges after 100-day plan, but I promise you that we'll come back after every three, uh, 33 days or so and tell you exactly where we are. I'll, I'm prepared to come back on your show um, to tell you exactly, to report, even if it's just for five minutes, to tell you in each directorate how far we are, if this is a, a pipe dream, if it's a reality, how, what's the progress regarding the 100-day plan. I'm going to take you up on that. I really appreciate the offer. Many thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mayor Gary, how will you prevent corruption and the municipal coffers from being pilfered? Almost every resident, regardless of political affiliation, seems to be expressing concern about that. Very good question. Um, we all talk about uh, uh, fighting corruption, but I think we're paying lip service to that. Um, I walk around in the buildings, in municipal buildings, and I see a poster up called this anti-corruption uh, line. Um, I don't even know what's that number. It's always done at something. But we need to do this, Darren. We need to bring this thing in where we reward people for uh, telling us about corruption, for whistleblowers. I believe that system has to be that people must somehow uh, uh, be uh, incentivized to, to report corruption, just like any other crime. Um, take, for example, uh, drug houses, Darren. If a, if a druggie knows where the 
with the drug house is surely the police must know they've caught enough druggies already um, to know, to get the information where they got those drugs from. The fact that people are getting away once again is not because of no consequence uh, management in our uh, municipality, in the judicial system, and uh, not caring anymore. But uh, corruption, yes, um, definitely we cannot pay lip service to it. We need to uh, get the media on board as well. Like I said, the people need to know where to report um, corruption. If, if I had to ask you now where to report corruption, where will you go uh, to feel safe? Um, I'm sure uh, I, I'm taking a chance you wouldn't know. And we need to get that publicized exactly where people need to go um, to report this. I don't know the number. I'd phone you. Yeah, that's a good start, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Executive Mayor, I'm sure you've heard it said. And what would your answer be to people who question your character? saying that you were disloyal and untrustworthy to your previous coalition partners and you abandoned them for personal gain. Your response? Uh, that's an easy one, Darren. Darren, we were committed to the first coalition where we were in coalition with the ANC and other partners. And um, it's, it's, a well public, it's well publicized what happened there when we were suspended as, as uh, politicians, as uh, councillors, and uh, for various reasons. And I, I, I wouldn't be silenced, Darren. Uh, that's why I am where I am. I think I, I think that's why I am where I am today because I hold people to account. I don't care if you're the mayor. It doesn't matter what your your position is, and that is why we were suspended. But eventually, we were reinstated uh, with full pay, uh, back pay. Uh, four months later, that's the first reason for for that coalition breaking. And I just explained at the beginning of this conversation uh, what led to this coalition being formed is because of the deceit and the lies of uh, our previous coalition partners. So uh, I, I sleep well at night knowing that I was honest, I was transparent, I hold myself accountable, um, I've got the mandate from my party, from my executive, and uh, yes, uh, people will push narratives, um, not always what, and that's why I appreciate this podcast of you, Darren, of yours, Darren, because I, I'm, I'm now being able to tell my story as well. Um, I'm sure uh, you, you, I would like you to ask me about what's happening in my political party, the, uh, the cases and so forth. Um, I can answer that also very easily for you, Dan. You're more than welcome. Um, yes, recently you'd have noted that in uh, the Herald and so forth, um, our national chairperson has now been expelled. The reason in the being peddled in the, in the Herald is that uh, he didn't want to uh, partner with a uh, wanted us to go into a coalition with a DA, I mean, with a ANC, sorry. And um, we gave, and like I said, I gave my reasons exactly why the FEC, our Federal Executive Committee, felt that we needed to uh, break ranks uh, with a DA. And um, what actually, what's actually the story behind the story, and like I said, I've never spoken about this openly um, on Facebook or social media, mm. is the fact that uh, you know that the 2024 elections are coming up now in May, hopefully next year. Um, and we needed to start our national campaign. And uh, as with any other party, uh, the national chair, uh, recently, you know, the example of uh, the PA who, who recalled their national chair as well as from being a council because he needs to go out there and uh, um, work for the party. The responsibility rests with your national chairperson to, to grow the party. And then, the, and the reason why you make that decision is because you can't be out in 
the rest of the country, but you're supposed to service uh, the, the, the citizens of this metro. And um, we came to a very uh, solid agreement uh, or proposal that we made to him to say that your salary won't be affected, your travel expenses, your accommodation, all that will be sorted, but just go out there and uh, start and, uh, working for the party. And this was a plan we had even before we got into council. And uh, sadly, uh, the, our national chairperson said, he wants to be a councillor. We asked him, okay, tell us what did you do since the 21st of November 2021? What did you do for this party called the, the Northern Alliance? And we had this engagement on not one, not two, but three or four, five different uh, occasions where we asked him in private, where we asked him in a meeting, what did you do as a councillor? I gave you instructions back by the FEC. This is how we will work in this in, in this party. There's one thing I don't tolerate, uh, Darren, being a president of a party, is laziness. Why? Because the community suffers. That's exactly why I said right in the beginning, I'm going to be doing, I felt that I could do the work of all 13 old councillors, even if that was a pipe dream. But his answer was, he did absolutely nothing. Wow. Zero. And uh, that's when the, the FEC people say it's me that had a vendetta against him. No, I did not. I held him accountable. And uh, if you want to cross-reference this, what I'm, that I'm telling you, that I'm telling you now, you can ask him. You can ask uh, anybody in our party that, that's part of our current uh, FEC. They will tell you the exact same story. Um, and that is why we got rid. Um, we had to expel him. And then he started making statements about derogatory statements about myself. And he started bad-mouthing uh, the party in public. In, in the Herald as well. Um, I mentioned the Herald enough times. Eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned it uh, on social media. He's still on a, a social media campaign. Um, he took us to court. Uh, it's just craziness 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 um but uh in terms of my character i'm fine i know this there are smear campaigns um i try and i to, not to fight on that level someone once told me a, a couple of weeks ago he said yeah you can't fight with pigs and not uh, expect to get dirty so stay out of these these kind of fights that that people are trying to wage or wars that people are trying to wage against me so i'm quite comfortable uh with my character, and I know why people still believe in me. In closing, Executive Mayor, I'm interested in what your, your personal relationship is with the former Executive Mayor, Councillor Ratif Udendal, after all this. If you were to bump into each other in the passage, would you would you greet, would you chat, or is it still sensitive? I wish you could get him on the school right now. Ratif and I are not bribe buddies, but we are friends. We are very cordial. Um, Go and watch yesterday's uh, uh, council meeting. Remember the, the things you guys see on Facebook and so forth, the stuff you read in the paper. Um, I always say these guys, and I can't do it personally as an individual. I can't play to the gallery. And Retief does it well. Um, as soon as he takes his seat next to me, we're separated by a meter, a, a passage, an aisle between the two of us. As soon as he sits down, he'll look at me and we'll burst out laughing and saying, and his first words will always be, you can phone him now and he'll tell you, Gary, it's politics. And I say, no, I'm good. I'm good. And the nice thing about Retief, we, I uh, like him. And we we have an open line, uh, a line of communication. Um, things went wrong. Uh, it wasn't personal. It was never personal. And uh, it's politics. And uh, 
at the end of the day, I needed to make decisions together with my party, uh, what's best for the party and what's best for the uh, our constituency. Once again, Executive Mayor Gary Fenikirk, thank you so much for your time. If there's anything we haven't covered that you'd like to touch on? No, I just want to uh, tell the, the, the residents of this of this metro that uh, please hold us accountable. Um, check up on me, Darren, every 33 days or so. You can Google now what's today plus 33 days, including weekends. Um, our our 100-day plan will um, also include weekends. I heard yesterday on, on, on the radio that uh, 100 days from now is the, is the kickoff to the World Cup. So around about that first week of the World Cup will be the end of our 100 days. Inclu- uh, like I said, we, I beg your pardon, we will be including, we will be working on weekends. We count we, uh, weekends as a working day. And uh, after 100 days, hold us accountable. Accountability, accountability, accountability. I look forward to our next chat. Executive Hi. Mayor Gary Fenikirk, thanks for your time. Sure, thanks. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.